Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody out there. Nice big crowd today. Welcome to Take the Black Live. Whether this is your first time here or your 796th, we are two editors at a website called winterscoming.net. I am Dan Selke. My associate here is Daniel Roman. And we are the only online talk show that dares to discuss things that matter to the world at large. Things like television, movies, sci-fi, fantasy, dragons, psychic children who um, uh, have been experimenting all their lives and then uh, break out of their labs and move to a small Indiana town and get their head shaved and learn about friendship. Uh, That's what we're here to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> and Daniel, how are you doing this fine Wednesday afternoon? Ah, man, well, I am doing excellently this fine Wednesday afternoon, getting stoked on all these shows coming up. Oh it God. feels a little like, you know, like the deluge of shows. Every time I go online, there's a new release date. I can't keep track, which is what we're going to do today is talk about all of them, right? It is. Yeah. You're here on a good day, everybody out there. And by the way, hello, everybody, for joining. I see a lot of you. Hey, Christian. Hey, Julie. Hello. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Abigail from Philadelphia. Hey, Patrick from Ireland. Hey, Joanne from Sylviana, Ohio. I am here in Chicago. And Daniel, you are where again? New something? I am in up, upstate New York. Yeah. One of the news in the in the Northeast. And as you intimated, yeah, uh, there are. It feels like it's more than usual. I don't recall the TV it's, schedule being this packed in years past. And not only with TV, the next three months and change, four months, summer basically it doesn't start till like next month. But I, it's it's summer now. I've worn shorts like more than twice in the past week. Yeah, it does. That yeah. that counts for me. I'm wearing shorts. I, I it's actually like 50 degrees in Chicago right now. But yeah, over the next three months, there are like tons of big genre sci-fi fantasy shows i feel like the game of thrones the seed planted by the game of thrones tree is finally really like rocketing upward you know like we are really reaping that giant fantasy hit harvest and it's a good time for us but it's a busy time for us and today what we're going to do is go through some of the really big sci-fi fantasy drama shows coming out over the next three months and change this summer essentially and tell you which ones you should watch which ones you shouldn't watch and how excited we are to see all of them daniel are you ready for this uh trek through the television landscape i was born ready let's do it (laughs) this this is the most important information that you will hear today so let's maybe ever let's discuss maybe ever okay so before so the way this game will work is I'm going to read out all the big shows coming over the next few months. We got like 11 or 12. Um, and then yeah. Daniel and I, with help from you guys, are going to rank them on a list of one to 12 based on how interesting, exciting, good they are. And there could be yeah. some arguments. There could be some metaphorical blood drawn. We don't know. But first, the list. Probably. So first up, right around the corner, we have the fourth season of Stranger Things. Excellent psychic child drama. 
Netflix coming out on May 27th. <laughs> and then the second chunk on July 1st, they're doing a bit of a different thing. Yes. After that, the same day, the same day, Daniel, we have Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out on Disney Plus, May Crazy. 27th. Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen's back as Darth Vader. Uh, the Jar Jar Binks is back. Hopefully, probably we'll press our fingers on that Whoa. one. Ahmed Best, that's the guy who played him. And uh, that's another- We can only hope. I'm hoping. I I would I would unironically enjoy that. Uh, after that, right around the corner, we have the third season of The Boys, which is Amazon's iconoclastic, uber violent, satirical superhero drama on June 3rd. First three episodes. I'm looking for that particular. And any of these, you would be weird. interesting. Let us know, guys, out there in the um, the comments. After that, we got um, Marvel enters the chat. We got Ms. Marvel. Coming out on June 8th, Disney Plus, a more yeah. traditional superhero drama. After that, June 10th, we got Apple TV Plus, the third season of For All Mankind, which is a very underrated alternate history. What if the US and the Soviet Union engage in a very heated space race that went like way beyond the 60s into the 90s? That show is very ambitious and people, more people not. And more, and more fun to watch this. Have it's, you seen it? I've seen the first season and I love it. I really want to get around oh, nice. to the rest, but I can't have time. Yeah. There's too much TV to watch, Daniel. There, uh, there's a lot. As, I get anxiety thinking about all the TV I to know. watch. It, for example, after that, we got June 22nd, the third season of The Umbrella Academy, another superhero show. This one on Netflix. Um, good show. Mm-hmm. Wacky. Uh, fizzy, fun, dysfunctional superheroes. I enjoy that show. But where will it fall yeah. on the list? It's up to me, up to you, and up to you out there in watching land. After that... And the competition's June, stiff. It's just so stiff. After that, we got the fourth season of Westworld on June 26th on HBO. Robots killing people, people being afraid of robots, robots fighting other robots over how far the robots should go in killing the people. Um, Timeline yes. twists the future, the past sideways, uh, maybe twisty for its own sake. Uh, well, we can debate that one. I'm going to say it's going to be low. Uh, next, um, one that Daniel wanted to put on here. You can say the That's resident right. evil show on July 14th on Netflix. Um, I think I'm going to argue for that one to be low and I want you guys support out in the comments and we'll see when we get to it. Okay. I'm going to tell you why it sh- it's going to be on the lower end, but why it shouldn't be the bottom. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about it. Well, maybe the bottom will be She-Hulk on August 17th. I I don't think so. How do that we choose? Out then. We choose with yeah. fire and blood. That's how we choose. Uh, in oh, second. nice. Oh, speaking of that, on August 21st, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. Can yeah. we just say right now that should be at the top? Like, is there any disagreement about that between us? No, that I, there's no way that's anything other than number one on this list for me. Okay, good. In, in that case, we can get that one out of the way early. And we'll put the list in the comments whenever we get a new entry, everybody watching, so you can keep up and make suggestions. After that, we got The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, September 2nd, another uh, big contender. And finally, sometime this summer, there's going to be a Star Wars show about Cassie and Andor called Andor. Yes. Which I'm going to go ahead and say should be in the lower end, but that is the complete list that... Daniel, that is that is exhausting. Yeah. And it's not even exhaustive because Netflix Geeked Week is coming up. So there are Mm. other shows that may even like we don't know when Blood Origins coming the Witcher prequel sometime this year. We don't know when Shadow and Bone is coming, but Netflix had it in it in that sizzle reel trailer. So this could get even crazier. But as of right now, yeah, it's a lot. Okay. 
I put a stupid comment by accident in the thing, trying to make the list. I think we're getting something. So just hold on guys for that. It is a lot. Okay. Daniel, our quest today and the quest of everybody out there watching is to rank all of these shows in the order, which how exciting they are, how interesting they are, how much we want to watch them. And yes, Yes. as Lord Crackhead says on our YouTube, tons of great shows to start loving it. It it is, it is an embarrassment of riches. You're right. It is, it it is exciting, but it's also going to be challenging. I mean, especially for us. Ooh, Lord Crackhead. (laughs) I believe that the Predator series is actually a movie. Daniel, is, is that right? Yeah. So Prey is a movie, um, which comes out, uh, I don't remember the day, but it is in August, I believe. I am stoked for that, but it's not a show. Okay. So, so we, is, we took it off the list. But it's not in the rankings. But okay. So yes. first off the bat, House of the Dragon is in the number one slot. We can agree on that, right? Yes. Is, okay. Yeah, good. I think so. Tell us in the comments if you don't agree with that and then go go somewhere else. Just kidding. <laughs> no, tell us why you don't agree. But yeah, I think that's safe, safe to say. Of course, we're excited for House of the Dragon. Okay, good. Okay, so I'm just going to say, I think the easiest one to do after that is the bottom slot. So House of the number one, number 12, Daniel. Okay, my argument is okay. Res- Resident Evil. So this is a show yeah. based on a beloved, I like the Resident Evil games, always have. I'm a Resident Evil fan, okay. but like... It's a video game TV show. Those have a great track record. Halo just ended to, a, to, to like a thundering whatever um, to everybody. You know, it's it, it it's 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 a, well to most people anyway. To our reviewer, Richard, Richard hit it. Uh, to it's just I've never been impressed by a video game adaptation. I'm sure I will eventually, but I'm not so far. Resident Evil is this the games great the games are great because they're very campy and stupid. It's very like um, save yeah. the president's daughter from this zombie midget energy, which I love. Like uh, <laughs> you've never seen before. I know you do. The, the, the games are great, but the series, they're trying to do this like alternate timeline, post-apocalyptic serious thing. I have very little confidence in turn out. Well, I would be surprised if it turned out well. And I want it at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, I, I hear what you're saying. It's all pretty fair. I think so resident evil got the games got campier as they went on. The older games are not quite as campy They they are a lot scarier <laughs> than the later games. Hey, Hey, <laughs> the first game. Yeah. Can you Jill, the master of the unlocking first... to this? <laughs> okay. Touche. Touche. With that quote, I, I stand corrected, but the reason that I, think it at least deserves to be on the list maybe it can be in the bottom slot because looking at a, at the competition the only other ones i would rank lower than it are maybe and or and for all mankind because i just don't know that show Ooh, no the thing that made me get excited for resident evil because i had a strong meh feeling about this show mm-hmm. was finding out recently that it is a sequel to the games so the games are canon in this series um and they're basically taking this storyline with this character, Wesker, who was uh-huh. in the games. He's one of the main villains of the games. They he dies in the games. Spoiler alert it, in Resident Evil five, which is like years ago. <laughs> they yes, have a reason he's brought back. So and I'm sure it's going to be weird and have to do with cloning and bioengineering and whatever. Sure. But it, he's being played by Lance Reddick, who is an amazing act, like he, enigmatic. Very, villains. very good. Yes. The man. Yeah. So I, it feels like a wild card pick to me. Like I don't, I expected it to be awful when I heard about it. The more I hear about it, the more I'm like, could this, 
could this be good? Um, okay. So, you know what? Um, I think that we can compromise here because by the way, okay. some great comments that we're going to get to. I love you guys putting your input. Um, what do you think of the bottom? Okay. So I am not the first name at all. I see your passion. And what if <laughs> we put Andor in the bottom slot? Cause it's, you just said that you weren't that excited about it. I'm yeah. still thinking like a whole series about uh, like a secondary character in the one-off movie that I don't yeah. remember all that well, Rogue One. Um, all right. So what if we did Andor in the bottom slot and then um, Resident Evil in the second to bottom? Okay. I can, I can, I appreciate the compromise energy happening. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that because yeah, Andor... <sighs> Yeah, I feel the good. same. Like, it could be good. It, I, I just, it, it could, yeah, it could. It could be good. I, I just don't see like a maybe. reason for it. That, that one was announced and I'm like, that one? That's what you're going to do? Okay. Yep. And I think, you know, with that big like behind the scenes expose, we just learned a little bit more about Andor for the first time that it's, <laughs> you know, going to be showing the Empire colonizing planets and Andor on the run and him basically having a very similar arc as he did in the movie where he's kind of a jerk and doesn't care about stuff. And then he develops a heart of gold. And then I guess he'll become a jerk again by the time the movie happens and redevelop a heart. Like it, it does feel like a weird choice to do a show for it. Like compared to the other ones that yeah, yeah. Disney plus has running like Ahsoka, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ahsoka, good. like even the those make sense. Boba Fett, it's like, okay, I can see yeah. why you want to think about that guy. But um, yeah, yeah he's like odd. one of the most cult cult iconic Star Wars characters that they could have played with. I can totally get that one. But yeah, Andor, I agree. I, in terms of hype, numero 12. Dose. I forgot how to say 12 in Spanish. <laughs> dose. It's Dose. I'm pretty sure. D-O-C-E. Dose. There, okay. There we so go. This is good. Thank you. So we have three things already. We have House of the Dragon at the top. And then we have at the very bottom Andor, and then we have in the number eleven slot um, Resident Evil. This is good. This is yeah. the way politics should work. Yeah, that feels and solid. I love that all you guys are putting in your votes. This is very exciting. I'm seeing a lot of agreement yeah. for House of Dragon number one. Not a surprise. This is a yeah. Game of Thrones podcast. I know that Julie said Stranger Things would be twelve. I can't. Uh, I Ooh. am excited for Stranger Ooh, Things. Julie with the fire. Not everyone likes Stranger Things. It's fine. That's, um, that's fair. But below, you're ranking Stranger Things below Andor and Resident Evil. <laughs> Shots fired. Let's read one. Like Nicole says, House Dragon number one, obviously. Number two, LOTR. Number three, Obi-Wan. Don't care about the rest. Do you have any picks yeah. for number two, Daniel? I think Lord of the Rings and Obi-Wan are both good candidates for that. It's definitely going to be. Or Stranger I Things. I think. Oh, what the boys. Or Stranger. Yeah. I. It's okay. not the boys for me. I think it's wow. You know, I this is crazy because I wouldn't have thought this if you had asked me this before we were sitting down actually mm-hmm. ranking them. Yeah, but I think maybe Obi Wan Kenobi. Like I was a prequel kid. Phantom Menace was the first PG thirteen movie I ever saw by myself Ooh. in the movie theaters. Like it was PG thirteen. I, I love those. It was PG thirteen. Yeah, know that. Darth Maul got cut in half. I guess he did, didn't he? Okay. I'm more in Nicole's uh, point of view. I don't care much for Obi-Wan, but I'll watch it. That's what I feel. Yeah, that's fair. If it were up to me, I actually, th- I actually think I would put the boys in the number two slot. I really like okay. that show a lot. I, yeah. I, I like how bold it is. I like how brave it is. I like how it's openly satiric of Disney, capitalism in general, all the superhero stuff we have nonstop. Yeah. But 
I recognize there's probably not support in the room for it. So I'm willing to kick <laughs> it down a bit. Obi-Wan. Okay. I don't know. Obi-Wan, though, number two spot. What about Lord of the Rings? That could be a compromise bit because I am interested in that. Yeah, I think that could be a good compromise because so Lord of the Rings, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, but I'm more nervous <laughs> for Lord. I feel like they're Lord of the Rings. There's a bigger chance it could be a giant combusting ball of not goodness but at the same time they're they're putting so much money into it i'm hopeful it will be good we haven't seen enough that's really the thing it comes down to for me like i i was not excited for obi-wan until we started seeing trailers um like like christian said i just saw that richard put a jill sandwich thing in the resident evil spot okay another not camping from the first game okay sorry go on nice (laughs) um yeah so i would put rings of power in the number two slot i think that's fair i mean we're kind of jumping all over the list but maybe that's just the way this is that's fine this needs to shake down um i agree with you i think in terms of anticipation like i want to know how that series is going to go like in terms of like cultural significance could be great the promise of game of thrones you know, successor shows sprouting up all over the place. Uh-huh. That is a, that's a big one. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I just had, we'll see about getting as hyped for, you know, young Galadriel and all these other characters they're making up um, juries out still. Yeah, I, I agree that there's a lot about it. We don't know. It, it, it could be a disaster, but this, the fact of it, yeah. the enormity of it, of what they're trying to do is very interesting and exciting to me. I, yeah. I almost wouldn't even mind if it crashed and burned. It, it, it's it's going to be such a spectacle. Um, I am interested in seeing it. And I think it's a good yes. compromise pick. Same. I, I just want to on record. If it were up to me, I'd put the boys in the number two slot. I think you put Obi-Wan. I think you would put Obi-Wan in the number two slot. But because yeah, we're all about compromise here. All about compromise. So I think the Lord of the Rings can go in the number two slot. Okay. And now we have okay. the tricky middle. And Richard's already putting the boys in number three. Oh. Richard's he's overruled Obi-Wan. And you know what? That's fair. That, that that's fair. Put, put the leave the boys there at number three. It's fair, I think. All right. Because capsizing. On the one hand, we've got Disney doing Disney stuff. And then we've got the boys openly mocking those things. And I oh, think that I gives it like the that. leg up, even though uh, personally, I'm a little more excited to see you and McGregor. Well, I mean, I will say uh, Stranger Things, honestly, um, if, if it were up to me, I think I would have it around. I'd put Stranger Things above Obi-Wan. I would do that. I'd uh, put Stranger Things above the boys, Dan. Where, see, where do we where do we go from uh, here? Okay, okay, okay. okay. In, in that case, then we're going to compromise if Stranger yeah, okay. Things three? No, 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 no. The bo- I mean, I like this. Then the boys three because I got what I want, and then Obi Wan, and then the Stranger Things, and you go and you go and you get what you okay. want because you would put okay. I'd put Stranger Things above Obi Wan, but you would not. And and I got the boys higher, so I think it's a good takeaway for me if it goes. I can get House of the Dragon, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, the boys, Obi Wan, Stranger Things. I am excited for that show. This is I have a lot of respect for Stranger Things being. Um, a really like an original piece of work that has gotten big on its own merits. It's not part of a franchise. I think it's well, I I think it's made with a ton of love. I think the folk who make it are really invested. I like the characters. I like the actors. I like the interplay. I have some issues with it, but I think it's gone far on passion and just dedication and I love that it's its own little entity that's, that's hyped itself up and built from the ground up and was not 
it's original and i like that and i'm excited yeah. to see more of what it can bring yeah i agree with that i think you know stranger things it's of all the shows on this list that one still feels the most like it's you know it's water cooler viewing when when new i mean we're not around water coolers as much as we were maybe when the early seasons came out, but it's one <laughs> of those shows that a lot of people talk about. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think it deserves to be where it is on the list. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, that. they have a, it's a crazy season that they're, they're putting out this time around. It's nine episodes, but each episode is basically like the length of a short movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all, they're very long. Um, there was a report just today that the finale is going to be over two hours, which is not even a short movie. That's just a movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And they're splitting it. So half on or some undisclosed amount that we don't know on May 27th. And then volume two is on July 1st. So, yeah, I think um, the hype is real for Stranger Things. And it's fair. It's justified. Um, where do we go from here? I like a let's take a quick comment break. Uh, I like Christian's comment that, where where is it? There it is. That uh, for excitement value, we haven't seen Obi-Wan yet, but we had multiple seasons of Stranger Things and the boys. He's into the new stuff. And I do feel that, but I don't know. Some of my biggest excitement is over things that I know have proven themselves and are going to come back hopefully better than ever. Like I think Stranger Things in particular has, again, I, I, I just love that it's proven itself. It can stand on its own apart from anything else and just be, tell its own unique story and get away with it and entrance people and captivate them. Yeah. I like that. And it gets uh, yeah. more ambitious with each season. So the hope is that by the time it ends, it'll blaze some new trails somewhere and then we'll get the new spinoff or whatever and can be excited for that when it comes but for right now i like it at number five as for where we go from here if i had to okay so now for number six my now we're in now we're in the 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 harder ones to rank okay here i have one could we put okay um westworld in the number 10 slot above jill sandwich what yeah. Number ten slot. <sighs> I mean, Wes. Let me see. West let me see. Not what? very good. You're more excited for Miss Marvel than you are for Westworld. Yes, but c- not because I think Miss Marvel is going to be brilliant. Although it it, it does look kind of charming. Um, because yeah. I I don't have a lot of confidence in Westworld to not be a mess. Oh man. Okay. Okay. But argue back. Hit me back. It's fine. I can be convinced okay. otherwise. So so Westworld. <sighs> It's so it's it's it has gotten not crazy, it has been Julie. Twisty. I'm just tired of that <laughs> hot plate of nonsense. Westworld has been crazy. It has been all over the place. I think writing wise, like, yeah, it's gotten convoluted and weird. I wasn't a huge fan of the whole Rehobo M. Uh, oh, yeah. Humans are equally as mm. enslaved. Uh, that felt like something that was not like their original vision for the show that they just kind of came up with. Oh, yeah. You can that tell being, that they put with Roboham between seasons two and three. <laughs> like it was pretty obvious. Yes. But that being said, I feel like maybe season three was a growing pain season because the hosts had just gotten out of the park. They were figuring out what the human world would look like. And now they've already done all of that. And whether season four is the last one or there's going to be a fifth, I don't think we know that. Yeah, yeah, we, I, we don't. I think either way, they're definitely working toward an end game at this point. Okay. So, uh, I think Westworld, th- like, let's be let's be straight here. There is a chance that some of these shows, like, I enjoyed Moon Knight, but I think Moon cute. Knight 
had some serious uh, flaws. We'll say, I think Oscar, the actors were brilliant. The show had some writing issues that were inconsistent, kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. And that makes me less like the writing is not going to be bad on Westworld, even if it's confusing, even if it's convoluted, Mm -hmm. there's not going to be a point where it's eye roll worthily bad. It's 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 eye roll worthy. It's more that it, um, it has an inflated sense of its own importance. It's just not as deep as it thinks it is. And okay, if season three was a growing pain season, what was season two? Okay, like, because that had a lot of issues too. Was that also growing pains? You can't have two growing pains two seasons in a row. Like, when are you Can't just you? like normal? I don't think you should. That's more <laughs> That's fair. of the series. You than probably should. But I agree with Lord Crackhead. Season one was phenomenal. If this show was rolling on yeah. season oh, one it totally levels, was. this would be at the top. Although Julie also makes a good point. Westworld can turn around. The potential is there. And I agree with yes. that too. I mean, heady sci-fi concepts, great cast, great um, production values, ambition. <sighs> and you're right. Okay. okay. So I think the thing is like Westworld could be great. And Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk are guaranteed to be fine. But Westworld could also be really bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Westworld has the potential to go either way. And I think it's kind of shown us, you know, you brought up season two. That's a pretty great example. Westworld has shown (laughs) us that it can have moments where it's not as good or confusing or weird and then brilliant because season two also had what I think might be the best episode of the entire show, which was the one that had the Native American host. And And season three had an incredible episode. Yes, uh, it had... Yeah, diddly bupkis. I I was th- trying to think of something clever to throw in there that it had, and I could. So yeah, we can we can say diddly bupkis. Um, okay, I think so Westworld has the potential. So my question is, if Westworld isn't number ten, what is? What about for all mankind, Dan? Yeah, I might compromise on that. Look, for all mankind it is really cool, but I, I realize that it's just not a. Um, it hasn't caught on. It, 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 it's not beloved. And if I had seen more of it, I would fight harder for it. But yeah, okay, for all mankind can go in ten. I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. I respect the compromise there. That's fair. I, and for the record, this does not mean it's a bad show because I am, I'm curious about that it's one. It's really on Apple TV cool. plus. Yes, it is. That's, that's what I've heard. It seems interesting. I, yeah. In terms of the hype and the excitement and the curiosity, I'm more curious to see, obviously I'm realistic. What, what's going to happen with Westworld. Okay. So how about the, uh, how about this? Okay. So then number 11, then we're talking about, so is that going to be, or oh, I'm sorry, n- number nine, is that going to be Westworld? You or is it going to be Resident Evil? Mar- no, no. Resident Evil is where it is. And it's not moving. <laughs> no, um, it's 11 a good spot for it. I'm proud of it that it got out of number 12. Season three had that cute guy says, Julie, Aaron Paul. Has that been looking? Um, That's right, Jesse Pinkman. Pinkman, can't go wrong. Uh, and Richard is really, it's really going hard on the Westworld graphic here. <laughs> it's the original Westworld movie <laughs> with nice, um, yeah. Oh, I forget his name. Whatever. I, yeah, the I don't King remember. But it, it's interesting to see everyone talk about like Westworld season one being phenomenal. So Westworld is based on an older movie that was written by Michael Crichton, Yul who's the, the guy one, who yeah. did Jurassic Park. Uh, and yeah, they haven't really had source material for the show since season one season one is more or less what the movie is and after that they've been like i guess we need to make more seasons um okay so so, so, go ahead yeah what's next the question is number eight well do you want westworld in season nine or do you want a marvel show on there because i can tell you right now i think of the ones left the umbrella academy should go in the number uh six slot after six things 
I think that is a fun show. Yeah. You know, I, I have a really hard time caring about the Umbrella Academy for whatever reason. Like, I always enjoy it when it's on. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that was great for the week that I watched it. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I do think it should I it should probably go in the sixth slot, though, because I, mean, I was going to say, though, like, like, what do you think would be better than it? Like those Marvel shows or Westworld? I, I, I wouldn't say that. I have liked the Umbrella Academy. Maybe it doesn't yeah. like occupy all my brain all the time, but you're right. I've always liked it. I find it charming. Again, I like the, it's got a lot of whimsy per square foot, if you know what I mean. Like there's yeah, a lot of um, totally. kind of just um, it, it like kind of people in a writing room, they, they feel like they're just having a good time mashing um, action figures together, coming up with kind of wacky totally. sci-fi twists. You know, they travel back in time when Kennedy's being assassinated and stopping apocalypse there. That's cool. Get some period stuff in there. Like it feels very fleet and fly by the seat of its pants. And I like that. I like the fizziness of the show. And I like the yeah. and I like the characters. Maybe it's a little too twee for its own good sometimes. But overall, I think it's hearts in the right place. And I have enjoyed what I've seen without fail pretty much and it's not like my yeah. top choice end all be all gotta see it or you're not or, or you haven't lived but i think it's better than the other <laughs> stuff that's left in the list yeah i would agree with that i think and again with the with the disney plus marvel shows like i've enjoyed them all i but i don't know which if i would rank them above the umbrella academy in terms of like the hype or mm-hmm. how good i might think they'll be like Okay, so I'm just going to say if Umbrella Academy is at six, I think and I'm curious which of the two Marvel shows we have on here you're more excited for. I'm more excited for She-Hulk personally, because it looks hilarious. I liked the trailer for Ms. Marvel more. Okay, I mean, my honest answer is I can kind of take or leave both of them. Um, Miss Marvel should go up. I guess I'd say Miss Marvel would be my preferred one. I think that looks a little more ambitious, like. I don't know. I got serious kind of Marvel movie sitcom vibes from She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel at least looked a little different. Like it's a high school coming of age thing. I liked, this is dumb, but I liked the weekend song they played over the trailer. I thought it kind of gave it a wistful adolescent tone. That's new. Yeah. Where She-Hulk... I don't know. I watched the trailer. It was cute. It's a green one. I, I mean, the color green is nice. Um, it <laughs> it didn't make me laugh. It just kind of it, it, it felt pretty standard. You didn't laugh. You didn't laugh at all in that trailer. What was the funny joke in the trailer? Uh, I don't. There were there were a few. Her carrying the dude to her to her bedroom. That was weird. That didn't crack you up. I, 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 yeah, but that I was, was like, the point. So are they gonna bang like on the Disney Plus show? Yes. Is this gonna happen here? I don't yes. know. I always want to see it. Disney Plus. I don't know if you've heard, but the investors are very upset. Disney is, uh, you know, they're maturing their brand here. They're making efforts. <laughs> Wait, really? I don't know that that's. They're upset. No, the no, I was being sarcastic because of that that letter that went around a while back about what you're putting Daredevil on Disney Plus. What's next? Oh, Stripper right. pulls at the Magic yeah, yeah, Kingdom. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah, interestingly, I mean, this, this is a little off topic, but I didn't realize. So, like Predator. Prey, that mm-hmm. the Predator prequel movie will be yeah. on Disney Plus in other countries. Really? So like, yeah, it's weird the way they work it out. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, one other financial question, because we're almost done here and we're going to wrap up in good time, I think. Do, are we yeah. okay with Westworld being where it is or do we want to move it up one of the slots? I, a, I vote move it up. I do too. How about eight? We'll put one Marvel show in front of it and one Marvel show uh, behind it. I think that sounds good. And so with the Marvel shows, 
I will just say She-Hulk should be nine. I personally, I'm more excited for mm-hmm. She-Hulk. I think Miss Marvel oh. has more hype, and I think it deserves yeah. more hype. I think the fact that it is it is like a more teenage Pakistani yeah. American lead mm-hmm. for the first time in a Marvel show, like there's more riding on Miss Marvel mm-hmm. being good. It looks than there is on to She-Hulk. me. It, it looks just something yeah. a little different, and She-Hulk just. I mean, it, again, I can't trust enough. The characters newer look whatever but i think miss marvel is a little more interesting a little more ambitious a little more unique so i put it in there and i think we have a good list i was gonna pull the audience be like what marvel show do you think is better than the other and we'll just take your word for it but like, we, we got there on our own all right we did you capsized again i love it um okay so our final list of summer shows ranked by just you know what just ranked summer shows ranked, ranked. Plug in whatever criteria you want is number one, House of the Dragon. Oh, but Martha, by the way, what we do in the shadows, we didn't put it on here. I am psyched for that. I think it's out in July. The new episodes are, although I'm not confirmed. I, I Google it. That show is good. And next time. Oh, yeah, there are too many shows. At least at least it was a sitcom. Too many shows. OK, number one show for the summer. House of the Dragon. I think we're all in agreement on that. Dragons, Game yeah. of Thrones prequel. Bring it. Can't get enough. Of it. Put it in my veins. Um, number two, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Big, splashy, expensive Jeff Bezos passion project. Um, goodness. I'm excited for that. We'll see what happens. Number three, yeah. I won. The Boys. It's superhero shows. You like see all those things. Well, what if they're all jerks and there's a lot of blood and guts and stuff? I like how bold it is. I like how brave it is. I like how brassy it is. I'm into it. I think the first season's reward just getting better and better. I hope the third one keeps going that direction. Number four, yeah. Obi-Wan kenobi because daniel likes it that's right and we're seeing ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen come back to their roles from the prequel movies john williams wrote one of the musical themes it's Ooh. the same director for every episode which means that's it's nice. gonna feel cohesive He's, um and it's exploring an interesting time obi-wan doesn't know that darth vader is anakin when and the show doesn't? starts he thinks Kathleen Kennedy dropped this in her interview. Obi-Wan thinks Anakin's dead when the show starts because he thought he killed him at the end of Revenge of the Sith. We have to wait through that. We have to wait through him finding out. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, It's going to be filled with Shakespearean emotion (laughs) and wait. And George Lucas will raise his glass to it. I don't know George Lucas, but that's what I'm going to imagine happens. I agree. What a good word for choice. Number five, Stranger Things, big original Netflix show. Good for it. Send on your own. Fight the power. Number six, another Netflix show, another like kind of uh, superhero sort of satire, like superhero show that knows superhero show and Brother Academy. Good show. Always been nothing, nothing. Nothing but solid. Good for it. Number seven, Ms. Marvel. Disney trying something. The tiniest bit new, um, which is kind of its MO. It looks all right. Um, Number eight, Westworld, which maybe it should be higher. At least I respect Westworld's chutzpah and um, uh, willingness to experiment. But it is where it is. There's Yul Brenner's cowboy hat. Number nine, Ms. I'm sorry, She-Hulk. She's green. She's not mean. She has a Juris Doctorate and she is going to Hulk out in a courtroom near you. Um, Number 10, For All Mankind, underrated sci-fi show that I hope, I hope blows up harder this season. It's really, really good. Maybe next year we do this. It'll be at or near the top. But I recognize it's it's just not, doesn't have the cachet. Number 11, Resident Evil, the adaptation of, again, a video game franchise where you try to rescue the president's daughter from a zombie midget. And we're going to take this seriously? Okay, sure. Why not? 
Um, that's right. And number that's tw- right. <laughs> number twelve. <laughs> Andor, the show about a like supporting Star Wars boy uh, who's a secret agent. I think it's a good list. I think it's good. Yeah, I agree. Let us know in the comments if you would change anything about this list. Yeah. But I, I think we hashed it out. I, I, I think things settled more or less where they should. With Westworld is maybe the one wild card. Yeah, that, you know, Westworld is gone a higher. wild card. <laughs> it, right, it really jar, is. Jar. I'm at best. That's right. As Julie says, redo the list once they all come out. That's a good idea. We can revisit this that and is. see how good they all actually were. And who knows? Yeah. Maybe Westworld will be the number one slot then. We'll see. Yeah, that would be a fun way to take stock of all this from the finish line. How accurate were our predictions? Mm-hmm. Was this the way they should have been ranked? Content. That's a good idea. We'll find out. All right. Um, that was good. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. As long as we're talking, are, are, are you watching anything recently, Daniel, that you want to talk about before we move on to Lightning Run and close out this very exciting, unique episode? Yeah. So uh, you were ragging on Halo a little earlier. And I got to say, so I, I just watched read the... our, our review and he did not like it, but I, I'm not sure how you feel. Oh, he didn't like. So I thought the finale was fantastic. Really? I, oh, good. I, yeah. I think Halo is one of the better sci-fi fantasy shows I've seen this year. Cool. Um, kind of not even just like video game adaptations. It was way better than something like the wheel of time. Like the writing had its Rocky moments, especially early in the season with its B plot line. And then it did the best thing it could have, which was wrapped up the B plot line in like episode seven and then said, now it's just all our most interesting characters for the last two. It had a very cool, if you're into the games it had a very cool sequence uh, action sequence that was clearly paying homage to the games Mm-hmm. That's, that's nice. someone who doesn't know them at all might might not enjoy. I thought it was extremely cool. You mean like first person? Um, and it, there are a lot of first person bits in the sequence. Yeah, it flips back and forth between the first person and not and seeing specific aliens from the games and specific weapons. But I think in terms of the like the way the plot worked out, I can't mm-hmm. spoil it because it's not out. It comes out tomorrow, the finale of Halo. They ended it in such a way that I feel like is the perfect rebuttal for all the bros who have been complaining. He takes his helmet off too much because the show has made it such a point of debating his humanity and having that as uh, like running plot lines with the different Spartans. Like what does it mean to be human? All this kind of stuff. That's the way the show result. It's a a very uncomfortable resolution. The way the season ended. Um, I didn't read about the plot and put twist. And the twist sounded cool. So I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, it was. I, it has become, I went into that show expecting it to be pretty awful, sure. honestly. So it won me over on its own merits by the end. Maybe Resident what about Evil you? What have you been uh, watching? can uh, succeed. I mean, I, I, I'm still watching. Um, well, mainly I've been watching the screeners for Stranger Things season four, which oh, we both yeah. got. We have some advanced, we can't yes. talk about it much. We can only give our impression of the first episode. And I can yeah. say the first episode so far is, I, I think, my favorite that I've watched. And it's quite good. And I'll just say the show seems very confident. Like, it's confident enough to have these characters in different areas. It's confident enough to kind of switch tones from, like, high school comedy to horror to um, yeah. sort of, like, mini spy drama. And in the first episode, at least, I think it all mixes quite well. 
And we'll have more on that next week when the season comes out next week, Julian. So yeah. it will probably be a pretty heavy Stranger Things episode because the new season's come out and we've already seen all the episodes. And it's so exciting. And we're very special inclusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, what do you think about the lengths? So, or we'll say the I length of the opening them. episode. I know that you've been complaining. Okay. Honestly. Yeah. I think it's been good. Like, I don't feel like they've dragged too much. Um, I've enjoyed the time I spent with them. I haven't been like looking at my watch. I've not minded the lengths. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll respect it. I think. Well, no, but you have you some, en- some, some, yeah, some thoughts, I have some, Daniel. I do. I just wonder if the longer episodes are, if they're as a net like net beneficial for the series. Like (laughs) I think in some places it's allowing them to slow down and really take their time. But I think maybe almost too much and not like I've been bored. Like I have not once been bored, but I have, it feels like there, it has resolved like, again, we're keeping things to the premiere, but it resolved maybe like one or two plot points basically. But the the point of a show is like, it's, it's also about the plot. You you you, you want to get, I mean, I want to get into maybe like me because I'm sophisticated and cool and not like you. I want to get into like the, just like the interplay and like stay where the little moments between the characters and like enjoy their chemistry. Yes. It's about the plot for me. So I, I, uh, yeah. I, 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 have, I, I have had a problem with them, but I respect your opinion as a valued I, colleague and professional. Thank you. I, I respect yours as well. And I totally get wanting to just spend time with the characters. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very fair point. And almost, I almost feel like, so and to me, the best shows manage to balance that so mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like those scenes with the characters are just there. So you'll have scenes with the characters. They're also moving something else along. Sure. So like the, the phrase I keep coming back to is scene economy with stranger things. Oh, I wonder if the scene so economy sexy. could have been better um, mm-hmm. or could be better as it goes on so that it, it feels like it is, Everything in it is great, but I do wonder if they could have done it in a more um, efficient, efficient way. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when authors reach a point in their career where they don't have editors hmm. over their shoulder as much hmm. anymore. Like the, hmm. like the wheel of time or George R. R. Martin. Yeah, like yeah. that's what, it, that's what it makes me think of where it's like Duffer guys, you clearly know what you're doing. Oh yeah. No one's going to tell you to do anything else. Go do your thing. Certainly not Ted Sarandos. That's about, that's about what we've been watching. I got some of you guys watching The Staircase and Time Traveler's Wife. Nice. Julie, how is The Time Traveler's Wife? I thought about turning that on, but I haven't gotten around to it. This is us. All good stuff. And Ooh, The Serpent gonna, of Essex. At this, I'm putting in. I mean, I, I like the title. And we're going to end this yeah, show familiar. by doing our signature Wick News lightning round, where we blast through some of the news stories we didn't have time to get to in the main story because we were ranking TV shows that are forthcoming and give our 20 yes. second reactions. Now, Daniel, I did organize these in a way, but I forget how I organized them. But it's important. It's got to be. Okay. It's oh, yeah. got to be me it's reading me first. first. Yes, it's you first. You, yes. yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah. Oh, I missed this because we didn't do the lightning round last week. No, we didn't. Okay. Not. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Gwendolyn Christie Uh is Lucifer in Netflix's new trailer for The Sandman. Ah, Gwendolyn Christie, Brandon Proud, Game of Thrones, Uh, The Sandman. We don't know. That could come out this summer. If it was, I would have argued for it to be very high. The Sandman is a great comic book series by Neil Gaiman, wildly imaginative, very well researched, very rich. And Gwendolyn Christie is the devil. I can get behind it. I will watch the hell out of this. Yeah. No pun intended. Whenever it comes out. Ooh, 
Nice. Mm-hmm. No pun intended, but pun appreciated. <laughs> All right. Uh, Daniel, we talked about this a bit uh, during the episode, but you can give your 20 second reaction to it now. Hulu releases a teaser okay. trailer for the Predator prequel movie, Prey. Yeah. So uh, Predator movies are real hit and miss. I I am excited for this one. It takes place 300 years before the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's about a predator terrorizing a Comanche nation uh, Native American tribe. And yeah, it looks cool. Uh, we haven't seen very much to know, you know, quite how it'll be. I'm cautiously optimistic. Nicole says, Ugh, predator, <laughs> which I, um, uh, I never actually seen the movie, but, um, and Julie is thanks. Trump time to wife is okay. All right. I'm glad I might. Yeah. I'm on the fence about it. All right. Hit me up. Yeah. Daniel. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Christopher Walken will play Emperor Shaddam Carino the fourth in Dune part two. Um, I love it. I mean, seriously, he's a good actor, but not seriously. It's a lot of fun voices you could do. Like um, I got a fever and the only prescription is the spice or uh, I, or as you told me, I kept this uncomfortable hunk of spice up my ass for, for two years. And now little man, give the, right. the, the, the Atreides, they bother me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, All right. the possibilities that's, are that's endless. Fun. Endless, but he is actually a good person for pretty much any role. All right, yeah. um, Daniel, this is a fun little bit. Kit Harrington, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, will play Frankenstein's monster in the Mary Shelley biopic Mary's Monster. It's hard for me to imagine how that won't be kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I it's Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. I'll I'll always stand behind him. Um, I hope. It's awesome. And he has a great time doing it. And I, it's a, you said it's a biopic. So I'm curious, yes. you know, if it is supposed to be very serious, like it's not a horror movie. So I want to know more. And we will. All right. Dan, David Tennant and Catherine Tate are returning for Doctor Who's 60th anniversary special. That's the 10th Doctor and his companion, Donna. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, that's cool. Um, Doctor Who always kind of uh, loves to get the gang back together. I think the 50th anniversary special had David Tennant, Matt Smith, other people, and this will be another big blowout. It's always fun to have a thing like that. And I'm sure the fans will eat it up with a spoon, a time yeah. spoon. <laughs> nice. You're, you're on point with the puns today. I think it's a pun. I think it's just uh, the word time in front of an object to make it sound special. Anyway, um, Daniel, Netflix has renewed the sci-fi anthology series Black Mirror for a sixth season. Thoughts? I'm super excited for that. Uh, Black Mirror is great. If you haven't seen it, it's totally worth checking it's out. Show, it's yeah. the closest thing to like a modern Twilight Zone, but very, very, very adults. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, the last season, it, each episode is its own thing. And they're basically like short movies. The last season had a crazy episode with Miley Cyrus where she's a pop star who does something. You'll have to watch. Have to yeah. Watch. Whose life is falling apart and is being cloned and there are robots <laughs> that are. Uh, yeah. You'll have to watch. Anyway, it's good. Seconds. I'm glad it's coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing good with the buzzer today. Dan, <laughs> Alfie Allen, Theon yeah. Greyjoy uh-huh. is up for a Tony award for his rule. <sighs> 
his role in Hangman on Broadway. Did I write rule? Which I, ruled? No, uh, uh, yes, no. his role ruled. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, Alfion was always great as Theon. He was like one of the supporting players who felt like he was good enough to to carry the show if they put it on his shoulders. I'm glad he's got success on stage. I'm glad he's getting an acknowledgement. Great actor. Good work. I hope he wins. Good for him. Go. What does that mean? Never die. Nice. Perfect. Okay. Oh, there's been some big shakeups recently over at the CW. So after this network canceled Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow, the CW has since canceled the shows. Naomi, Charmed, 4400, Dynasty, Roswell, New Mexico, and In the Dark. It's a bloodbath over there. Yeah. No show is safe over at the CW right now. So CW is in the process of being sold. We don't know who's buying it. This seems very clearly to be that someone is cleaning house. Uh, They still have quite a lot of programming, including the flash and Superman and Lois, but yeah, they axed a lot and I'm, it it hit some of our colleagues pretty hard that legends of tomorrow (laughs) didn't get a send off. It's over on the Bam Smack Pal CW Spirals podcast, which you should listen to at your measure. Okay, Dan, uh, speaking of things getting the axe, Netflix <laughs> just laid off 150 employees. Yeah, for the What's first time in its history, Netflix uh, lost subscribers and they're having to lay off staff. Now, they have like, I think, 11,000 employees, so they have a lot left. But yeah, it's just... I wonder if this presages a turn in the streaming wars where things just cannot grow forever. Like there are only so many folk on the planet. You can't get them all to have three Netflix accounts. So yeah, there's a ceiling. Okay. And finally, Daniel, I don't know if you have any ideas about this or familiarity with this, but I just, I didn't think about it. So uh, Hulu is making a new movie based on Alan Moore's um, landmark ish comic series, the league of extraordinary gentlemen previously adapted to movie in 2003 with Sean Connery that bombed any thoughts. I honestly don't know if you do. I, I don't know why. I, so my thought is I totally agree with your write up on this. I'm most excited to see um, the comic author's response to this <laughs> because he is a renowned grouch. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know why they're doing a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie instead of a show. Yeah. Um, it seems like it would lend itself to a show where they could have different people every week. So we'll see. I agree. All right, everybody. Um, that was a nice long show for you. I had a good time, Daniel, doing that thing with you and a good time with all of you out there helping yeah. us out with your opinions. We should do some more power rankings. They're very good for content. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we will. You can find out if you yeah. tune into us every Wednesday on the Winners Coming Facebook page and YouTube page where we stream every Wednesday at 4 p.m. at Central Standard Time. Um, beyond that, we are available in podcast form at Google Play, Apple, uh, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. And as we prove today, summer is coming. Goodbye. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighting. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.